When she was 12, Gracie Pfaff discovered that one out of every nine people in the world does not have enough to eat. This didn't sit well with her, so she decided at that very early age to do something about it. She founded a nonprofit organization called Harvest 107 to help people learn to build organic urban gardens that provide a sustainable supply of fruits and vegetables. Now, she's not a kid anymore. She's grown, and so has her passion for solving world hunger. Gracie Pfaff is my guest today. She's the founder and CEO at Harvest 107. Also joining us, two other members of her team, very special members, I might add, and they're all right here on the edge of adventure. This is where adventure meets purpose, where we get to know those who live life beyond status quo. My name is Adam Asher, and this is the Edge of Adventure podcast. Gracie and Rihanna Pfaff, welcome to the program. Great to have you on the show. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Rihanna, it's great to see you again. We actually spoke a few weeks ago, and you were on the show telling us about Family Mission. Fantastic organization. You guys are doing great work. And I enjoyed that conversation so very much, as did so many people, that I actually asked to find out more about another organization you're involved with, one that I believe your daughter actually founded. It kind of puts it into perspective here. Welcome back, Rihanna and Gracie. It's great to have you on the show. Well, thank you. I'm looking forward to it. Gracie, you're the founder. Put this into perspective. You founded this organization when and for what purpose? I was 12 years old when I founded Harvest 107. I was actually inspired by a book I read in school, and it was called The Good Garden, How One Family Went From Hunger to Having Enough by Katie Smith Millway. And it was a true story based in Honduras about how a failing family farm was revived after sustainable farming practices were taught to the children of the community. And that book really inspired me to do more research on hunger, malnutrition, and how a family with a farm could be going hungry. And then I, once I did my more research, and I learned about the over 870 million people at the time who were suffering from hunger. And that just didn't sit well with me. I had a fridge and a pantry full of food, and I was learning about other people, even children, who hadn't eaten in days or weeks. So I wanted to do something about it. Um, I actually didn't have any idea that I would be starting my own nonprofit. I applied to partner with 13 different organizations, but they all told me because I was 12 years old, I was too young. And I knew that just because I was young didn't mean that I couldn't make a difference. So I started Harvest 107 with the mission to help end hunger and malnutrition through teaching sustainable agriculture. So where were you living at the time when you had this idea and this passion was, you know, began in you? Where were you living and what was your family doing at that time? We were living in Nashville, Tennessee. And when I had the idea and less than a month after Harvest 107 was a registered nonprofit in the state of Tennessee, we were already starting our first school garden at a school just outside of Nashville that reserves 50% of their seats for low income families. And that garden is actually still feeding 24 families on a regular basis. You've lived in Haiti, right? I have. We moved there in 2014, 2015, around then. <laughs> yeah. And we were there for a little, around five years. Um, and we were really growing Harvest 107. And then Family Mission started as well. Mm -hmm. So it's just been a great journey of not only living in another country, but also watching the organization grow over time. 
this is fascinating. You're obviously very, very intelligent and very driven. And I guess Rihanna knew this, right, Rihanna? (laughs) Gracie has always had a really big heart Um, ever since she was little in kindergarten. She was the first one to give away her ice cream money to a kid who didn't have any or didn't have lunch. Or when you gave money for the school book fair, she would split it with a friend who didn't bring any. So we knew that she was going to do big things for sure. (laughs) Was it Harvest 107 that took you to Haiti? We were sort of looking for something different to do as a family to be of service and took a month-long trip to teach English at an orphanage in Haiti during a month that my husband had off of the road. He was a touring musician in Nashville. And that actually sort of separate, but Harvest 107 had already started at that time. Mm-hmm. And we had already done the first school garden mm-hmm. in uh, Tennessee at that time. Gracie, what was it about your background, your childhood that got you to a point where at such a young age, you would not only be determined to see the problem solved and addressed, but that you would have any idea <laughs> where to start Help me connect those dots. That's a great question. At 12 years old, yeah, I didn't have very much expertise in anything. <laughs> I, I was just a normal kid and with a big heart. And I just was doing research, you know, for a school project on global issues. And I learned about hunger and it just, that just didn't sit well with me, but there were so hundreds of millions of people who were suffering from hunger. And so I wanted to be part of making a difference. I wanted to help people in a way that, I knew that they would have food to eat. And because I think that that's such an important thing is we all have the right to healthy foods Mm -hmm. because you need to be able to learn. You need to be able to feed yourself, your family. And it's the whole thing is just to help people. And at 12 years old, I just knew I wanted to be a part of that. And so I think it's been a really great journey for me, especially as growing up while having a nonprofit has been such a wild, crazy journey that most people wouldn't anticipate. A lot of people probably thought I was going to give up But seeing how much it's flourished over the years has been, it's been beautiful, honestly. I'm so proud of it. (laughs) Well, you should be. Help us understand how the program works. And is this the kinds of farmers you work with? What's the expertise and the guidance that you bring to them? Great. So we have three main programs. One, we have our urban gardens, which is um, especially like school gardens, working with small businesses, things like that to create the rooftop gardens or just a garden in an urban landscape. So we use recyclable materials, uh, recycled plastics and things like that to grow out of so that it's sustainable. It's better for the planet and you can still grow delicious veggies. And then we also teach We have a school curriculum, especially um, for kids, but it also works for adults as well, teaching sustainable agriculture in an urban environment. So it's showing you that not only can you plant seed in the ground, but here's how you take care of that seed. And here's how you can harvest the seeds in the future so that you can keep this garden going for years to come. We also have our Family Farm Pack program, which um, do you want to explain a little bit about that? Sure. Our Family Farm Pack is basically a five-gallon bucket containing everything that a woman needs to start her own organic vegetable garden at home. So it comes with seeds, tools, 
a compost starter kit. Also, it has our secret sauce, <laughs> our um, fertilizer. It's all natural fertilizer that's made from a tree in Haiti. So they get a starter batch of that and also the directions on how to make it themselves as well as how to make pesticides all natural from things that they can easily find. Um, and that program is so amazing because it's literally just a bucket and, and a lesson. And so it's like a half day agriculture intensive that our agronomist does with a group of people. Let's say we did five family farm packs in a community. Um, the agronomist would go and spend a half day there really explaining, like doing a thorough intensive on how to use everything in that bucket and the, what's going to give you the most bang for your buck, so to speak. So we make sure to pack in seeds in there. They're super nutrient dense foods that grow pretty quickly so that they're quickly able to nourish their families. Yeah, that's great. And then our final program is our She Initiative, where we partner with women who already have a farm. Mm -hmm. And so we partner with them and we really assess the need. We help them with sustainable agriculture classes. Mm -hmm. And we also teach them agribusiness and especially as women trying to find that equal place in the marketplace. Um, so yeah, it's a really great program where we can just go in and assess the need and help out wherever we can. This is The Edge of Adventure. My name is Adam Asher, and we're talking today with some very special guests. Gracie Pfaff is joining us today. She is the founder of Harvest 107. And also with her today is Rihanna Pfaff. And look, they're sisters, right? <laughs> and, and Rihanna is the director of programs for the organization. And of course, as you guys may, if you're listening to this and you didn't hear the first part of the program, you're right. Rihanna has been on the show. She was on the show a few weeks ago and she was telling us about Family Mission. And you can look that up at familymission.org. Just remember that family starts with a P, P-F, <laughs> familymission.org to find out more. But I did. I asked her to um, invite Gracie to join me today because Gracie, she's got this other project, which is all her own. And as you're getting to know her today, you can see that she knows what she's doing and she knows where she's going with this project. So it's very, very impressive. And it's also in particular, when you think about how she started this at such a, a very young age, Gracie, what were the challenges? I think you've already mentioned one, people thinking you weren't serious about it, people thinking you're just too young. I mean, did you feel like there were any other particular challenges? Let's say got some young listeners out there as well, as they look at this and they want to make their life count for something and they've got this idea, it can also be discouraging. Talk to us about that. It definitely can be. And I was just talking about this the other day, actually, is there are so many people along this journey who aren't going to believe in you, who are going to think that you should just give up and that you're too young to make a difference. But I think that regardless of your age, no matter who you are, where you come from, you can make a difference. If that's your dream, go for it. Being 12 years old and having a nonprofit, you know, your friends kind of treat you a little bit like an outcast because you're you're no longer just some normal kid who likes to go play. <laughs> you have an organization where you're actually trying to help end hunger and it's like, whoa, what's going on? <laughs> but I think being able to overcome those difficulties, following your passion and your dream, I think that's the best that you can do is because you know you're living at your purpose and that's all you could ask for at the end of the day. One thing we always told our kids and she's not a kid anymore, but <laughs> was to never be afraid to be different from the crowd because like we're each made unique and for our own purpose. And it's not just okay to be different, but it's good. <laughs> it's yeah. A good thing. <laughs> Growing up, I always heard 
Um, you can do anything you put your mind to. And I never wrote that off as a cliche. Like I really took that to heart as a kid and I went with it. And ever since then, I've been trying to achieve every goal that I've ever wanted to because the possibilities really are endless. Okay, Gracie, since we're talking about this dynamic between mother and daughter and parents and all this, tell me about your parents. Oh, my parents are awesome. I love them. We, we're such a close family. Um, and we were before Haiti, too. But I think also living in Haiti brought us really close together. Growing up with a dad who was on tour a lot of the time. And my mom actually worked when I was little. She didn't stop working until my little sister was born. Um, I think moving to Haiti was really great for our family and just making our relationships 10 times closer. We share everything with each other. <laughs> We're brutally honest. We goof off a ton. And they're just, they're my greatest supporters. And I couldn't ask for anything more. Oh my God, I think I'm going to cry. <laughs> it's just like, they're, they've always been there for me. And um, yeah, it's really meant a lot to me growing up just to have parents who believe in your dreams. And, um, you know, growing up, I didn't always know what I was doing with Harvest 07. I was 12 when I started it. So I don't know that... You could really expect a 12-year-old to just run an opera off and know what she's doing. <laughs> but my parents were always there, ready to help me. I didn't pay her to say that. <laughs> I just thought we couldn't pass that up. I couldn't pass it up. I mean, I see, I can tell, as, as everybody can, that you guys have a, a bond. Wanted to give you the chance to, um, to say those nice things because you obviously think very nice things about your mom and your dad. So that's fantastic. Harvest 107, harvest107.org is the website. If you are listening to the radio version or the audio version of this podcast, then you don't have the benefit of what's on the screen. But if you hear this and you think, hey, I'd like to get to know them a little bit more, you can check them out on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram. We have the video version of the podcast posted, harvest107.org for more information, or you look them up on social media at harvest107 as well. And yes, again, my guests today, Gracie Pfaff is the founder and Rihanna Pfaff is the director of programs. All right, I'm going to go back one more. I'm going to ask one more family type question. Rihanna, what is it like working for your daughter? Honestly, sometimes I have to remind myself that it's not a family conversation. It's a professional <laughs> conversation. And I do have to walk a line. There have been moments that I've crossed it thinking that I'm in charge. <laughs> and I'm not. I'm not the boss. So, um, but on for the most part, like... I am 100% in on her vision. I am a, an obsessive, healthy eater. Um, so for me, it was like absolute joy and a privilege to come alongside of her and help however I could. And then, of course, I'm just madly in love with the mission and her. It obviously it speaks very highly of you as a mom and as a parent to be able to uh, navigate that and navigate it as well as you have. It is interesting, right, when you when you raise a gifted talented child who then begins to do things on their own and you might be involved in those things, but you, the dynamic does shift a little bit as they grow into, into that new role. So congratulations on doing such a, a fantastic job. Okay. So let's get back to Harvest 107 in specifically knowing that there is a side to Harvest 107 called or the program is the teen delegate program. And you were a teen, you, I guess you were almost a teenager when you started Harvest 107. Tell me about the teen delegate program. What's its role? What does it accomplish? And how are teens involved? 
Yeah, I wanted to start a Teen Delegates program a few years after starting Harms 27 because I wanted to get other people around my age involved in service. I think that giving back is a really important part of life in general, not just childhood, but I think there's so many people in their teenage years who want to make a difference but don't necessarily know where to start or know what to do. So getting people involved in Harvest Drone 7, who was started by an almost teenager, <laughs> I thought it would be a great idea to get people involved. So um, I decided, like, let's create a program where we can get young people involved in what we're doing. So do we have perhaps someone who has served as a teen delegate who might be able to join the conversation right about now? What do you think? We do. We have our actually first delegate Evelia. She's a good friend of mine, but she's also a team delegate. Evelia, welcome to the program. Thank you for waiting so patiently for your opportunity to talk about uh, Harvest 107. Thanks for joining the show. Thanks for having me. So let's hear now from your perspective. Uh, what is the team delegate program? How did you participate with Harvest 107 through that program? And what was it like? Yeah, well, it was such an honor to, to be a part of this program. I was so excited. I think as Grace was saying, there's a lot of teenagers out there that really want to make a difference, but don't know how. I think a lot of us get caught up in sort of collectivism, you know, um, we are really good at awareness. Um, we post stuff on our stories a lot, you know, um, we like to spread the word, but then um, we often don't really know what to do about problems in the world. And so the teen delegate program, um, I think, is a way for teenagers to actually make a tangible difference in the world to really give back. And it's one that's um, it's been very open-ended. So it's great because it allows these teenagers to really find their strengths, what they're good at, the ways that um, that they're able and wanting to give back. It really allows them to, to do that in a way that works for them. So I was uh, so grateful to, to be a part of that and to get to give back in, in that way. Gracie, the teens that might be listening right about now or the parents of those teenagers and thinking, oh, you know what, my, I, I know a teenager, my daughter or son or grandson or granddaughter would be perfect for this. I think they'd love to be a part of it. What should they expect? What's going to be required of them and what are they going to get out of it? Of course. So when you sign up to be a teen delegate, you're going to get a video from me <laughs> telling you a little bit more about Harvest 107 and kind of the inside story of how it all started. So I can really connect with the people who are getting involved because I think they should know what's going on, what they're standing up for. And then we'll give them a packet of information that's going to give them some fundraising ideas and different ways that they can help spread the word in their community and what they can do to help. So whether it be they want to do a bake sale or a walkathon, you know, a bunch of different ideas and encouraging them to really get creative or even start their own garden. or even yeah start their own garden at their school because that's a great way for people to get involved um and so just giving them the information and the creative freedom to be able to help how they want to because i think that's a really important part of service and giving back is to do it in a way that speaks to you and that inspires you because you're going to want to give back evelia what did you learn from the program personally Oh, wow. I learned a lot. Um, I learned a lot from Gracie just getting to watch her. Um, I learned to not give up. Um, and I think I learned how to do fundraising with teenagers. I did two uh, fundraisers with Harvest 107, and the first one totally flopped. Um, I, uh, <laughs> 
I did it with my high school. Um, I spent hours working on this project where I put together this trifold poster board of uh, all this information about Harvest 107 and what they're doing. And I had it up in the cafeteria and I sat during the lunch hours um, at this table and I cut out all these paper vegetables. Um, and it was like, if you made a donation, you could write your name on a vegetable and put it on the wall. I made $15, five of which were mine. Um, <laughs> and I did get to have some conversations. Um, so there was definitely, you know, still progress made, even though it wasn't a big uh, financial gain there. I'm hoping that uh, people were able to learn more about the hunger crisis and the fact that there's something that we can do. But then that, you know, got me thinking, okay, this didn't work very well with um, the group of people that I'm working with. Um, what can I do um, that will really appeal to my peers? So I started thinking about that and then also what I enjoyed doing and what I was good at. And so at the time I was um, in some art classes and I was really enjoying um, making portraits, especially like really brightly colored ones. I would do it all in blues or like all in reds and pinks, which is fun. And I think everybody uh, wants to be drawn. I think we're all a little bit vain that way. Um, we want to see ourselves <laughs> from an outside perspective. And so I was thinking about that desire and my skill and I thought, hey, here's an idea. And so I did a fun fundraiser where I would draw people's portraits. I would just have them send me a picture and I would draw it up for them. And then my asking price was pretty low. I think it was like $7, but most people gave more than that. They would give like 20 for a portrait, especially because once I gave it to them, they were like, whoa, they would get really excited. Um, and so they'd want to uh, give back. And so that time I was able to raise over $100 and I have to send that over. So that one was more successful. So I learned about how to really appeal to what people wanted and I got to use my own uh, gifts. So it was it was really, it was a really great experience. Yo, so what does that feel like to be able to use your gifts, your talents, and then know, yeah, it's, it's going to make a difference? It Put felt amazing. Yeah. I spent um, a lot of time, I think like many of us these days, um, you know, reading about all these problems, um, all these terrible things going on in the world and feeling like, oh gosh, what can I possibly do? So to know that I actually was able to give in a way that was really sustainable too, because it's not just a temporary fix. That's what I love about Harvest 107 is it's not a handout. It's a tool to really building a continuous, better community. It's investing in the people. It's not just handing out charity, um, it's really making a concrete change. And so to know that I was able to contribute to something long term like that was such a blessing. I was so honored to be able to give back that way and not just kind of sit in this, uh, this doom spiral that we sometimes get caught up in. Gracie, should we look at some pictures? What are we looking at here? In the center is our agronomist, Josue. He actually has one of the highest levels of an agronomy degree that you can achieve in Haiti. Um, he actually holds a special driver's license for it. So he's our agronomy teacher, obviously. He kind of keeps everything going down there. And he teaches, these kids are amazing. This is a school just outside of Port-au-Prince and they have a rooftop garden. So he is teaching their sustainable agriculture course here. One thing I love about Jose's classes is that he gets the kids really hands-on involved yeah. so that every kid feels empowered and, you know, and knowing that they're not going to mess something up, that they can get their hands a little bit dirty in the garden and have a great time while learning. Yeah. One of the things, too, I want to add, if that's okay, is um, when we do a school garden, Josue actually is really great about starting all of the plants first so that 
from the first time they plant to the last course, the last class in the course, sorry, on the last class they can actually harvest. So he times it so perfectly so that they can harvest and have like a little farm to table snack that day. Uh, this is one of our family farm pack groups and this is their certification of completing the half day intensive course and that you can see their buckets behind them. And this group of women is so spectacular. Like some of them don't have very much land at all, if any. And so watching them being able to start little gardens at home so that they can feed themselves, their families. And then if they grow their garden enough in the future, then they could possibly sell it. Oh, do you want to talk about Edna? I do. This is one of the parents. We partner with a malnutrition clinic and work with the parents and they all get the well, I think a family farm pack now is how mm -hmm. we're doing it. Um, at the time, we were just doing seed packs and the course, but now we're doing the full family farm pack plus the course. We work with the parents of the children in the malnutrition program so that their kids never end up back there again. And this is one of the parents, and he was like one of our most dedicated students. And he went home and implemented everything every week in the classes. And um, you can see on um, June 2017, he was maybe eating vegetables once a week. By November, he had incorporated vegetables into his diet at least three days a week. And you can just see the difference in his face, really. I mean, it's just dramatic. It's fuller and his eyes aren't yellow. This is The Edge of Adventure, and we are talking today with Gracie and Rihanna Pfaff. Now, Gracie is the founder of Harvest 107. And that's the organization we're talking about today, Harvest 107. And you can look them up at harvest107.org. As we look through the rest of these pictures here, help me and the audience understand the countries or the locations that you guys are now able to focus on. I know Haiti is one of those locations. I know several locations in the U.S. or places where you also work. But put that into perspective, how many areas are you able to help so far? And then how are you hoping to grow it? Or I don't know, what are your thoughts maybe for the next year or two? We have helped thousands and thousands of people, especially in Haiti, where we're mainly focused right now. But we do have projects in the U.S. But it's been a real pleasure to be able to, you know, explore the different parts of Haiti and helping out where we can in several different types different communities. And in the future, I hope to, of course, continue expanding our home base in Haiti and in the U.S., but I'd love to see us in five countries in five years. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd love to see us add to our teen delegate program at least 100 teenagers, just because I know that there's so many out there who want to make a difference. I'd love to just get a bunch of people involved as much as possible. I just, my whole goal for Harvest 107 is to help as many people as possible, to grow worldwide and truly make a difference and make a dent in that hunger statistic, because that's our whole goal is to work ourselves out of a job, right? That's right. <laughs> as you grow this into the additional countries, what's the simple message, right? What, if you were to boil this down to just a very simple concept, what is the problem and what is the solution? Our main goal is to end hunger and end malnutrition. Our goal is to achieve food security for everyone on this planet. And we do that through our plant grow sustain model. You put a seed in the ground, here's how you can grow it, but here's how you can really sustain it. And that's one of our most important parts of our education is learning how to sustain yourself and your garden. Here's what you can do so you can keep this going for not only years, but generations. So you can pass that knowledge on to your children, your neighbors, and everyone in your life. Evalia, 
What's your advice to the teen who might be thinking about getting involved with Harvest 107? I mean, definitely go for it and uh, don't give up if you don't feel successful right away, because sometimes it takes a while to uh, to figure out what's going to work for you and for your community. Don't don't let uh, any fear of not making a big enough difference stop you any difference that you can make is going to help. So just make that effort where you can, give it your best shot. Take the time also to evaluate yourself, um, what your strengths are, what your passions are, find a way to use that and it's gonna happen. You know, I believe that when we're really uh, focused on making a positive effort, we will put that out, Um, it's going to happen. So um, continue to invest in your own strengths, the strengths of your community, and uh, you'll have that impact. Don't be afraid. (laughs) Gracie, what else does the audience need to know about Harvest 107 and how can they help? There are several ways that you can help and you can get involved with Harvest 107. First and foremost, you can follow us on social media and check out our website. Of course, you can learn a little bit more about what we do and you can always reach out to us if you have questions. Mm -hmm. Our emails are gracie at harvest107.org and rihanna at harvest107.org. We're always willing to answer a question. (laughs) Um, If you have a school nearby or you're involved with a school that would like to do a school garden, reach out to us and we'd love to talk about how we can partner. Um, You can donate and what's great about how you can donate is that there are different tiers to donations because we really believe that every dollar counts because it does. And so for as little as $5, you know, you can donate a tree or a seedling to someone in need. You can donate $25 for a family farm pack. $25 $25 for a class, you can donate, you know, as much as you want to, or as little as you want to, or can, because it's really, I, we're not kidding. Every amount helps because really we does. can find a way to help people with every dollar amount that comes at the door. Sorry. Rihanna, other than the fact that you're just absolutely super proud of your daughter, <laughs> um, what does the audience need to know about the programs that Harvest 107 provides? I think one of the things that I want everyone to know is the thing that we I, we believe sets us apart is our sustainability. It's not just giving a family farm pack. It's giving a family farm pack so that there's no more need to give handouts. Um, I just think that that is so powerful to know that $25 can do so much. I think some people don't realize, realize that. And like a $5 tree seedling doesn't sound like much. But that tree seedling produces shade. It produces fruit for years and years, generations it produces for a family. And just a small amount really does go a long way. Yeah, the fact that $25 can literally change a life is mind-blowing because I think a lot of time people are like, oh, well, that's such a little amount. Here's all I have to give. That's okay because we can work with that. We can help people with that. And our education goes so far with people that – no matter the amount that you can give financially or no, regardless of if you're just sharing it with people who might donate, it really means the world to us because we're going to continue to make a difference no matter what. And we're going to continue to teach people and help people sustain Mm -hmm. themselves and have food in their bellies. Yeah. So it's just, we just encourage you to do what you can and get involved with things that you're passionate about. Absolutely. And the other thing I wanted to note was our, the school program, not only is the school curriculum that we have in Haitian Creole for Haiti students, we have it in English for Mm -hmm. American students. So 
if a school wants to implement a school garden, there are so many ways to easily make that happen. We have a book <laughs> for you. If you have a school garden already and want to help a Haiti school have a garden or a school in another country, once we're in another country, you know, we would love to partner you with a school in Haiti and you guys compare your gardens and have like almost like a pen pal type garden program for students because we think that's super powerful is to see how different people around the world do the same thing because it opens kids' eyes to new experiences. And I think that's really important. Exactly. What a great conversation today here on the Edge of Adventure. I've had three great guests join us today from Harvest 107. Gracie Pfaff is the founder and Rihanna is the director of programs and they're both joining us today. We've learned so much from them. And Evelia also chimed in with her story, her experience, her encouragement. And Evelia, it means a lot that, that you participated and helped out the way that you did and that you learned so much. And all of these things, right? We get to then go through the rest of our lives and hopefully have a positive influence on other people and encourage them to do the kinds of things that are going to make a difference, make a difference in the lives of other people but also bring our own lives so much more fulfillment and meaning in the process because we, we didn't just look the other way. And I think that's the thing that I, I take from this conversation more than anything is just the fact that even at age 12, Gracie refused to just look the other way. She said something has to be done. And it's inspiring. It's a great story. And, and I know you're really just getting started. There's so many great things in the future that are going to come from all this and you've already done so much, but there's so much more yet to come. just want to congratulate you. And again, thank you for what you do. Uh, may the Lord bless you big time. And uh, also thank you for coming on the show today to share your heart and your vision and your story with the audience. God bless everybody. We'll see you next time. And thank you again, ladies, for joining me today. Thank you. My name is Adam Asher, and you've been listening to the Edge of Adventure podcast. To learn more, log on to theedgeofadventure.com. And while you're there, check out the video series where we go off the grid to discover some of the great things people are doing all around the globe to make the world a better place. I call it my search for adventure and purpose. You'll find us on social media too. Just look for the hashtag theedgeofadventure. Thanks for joining us. Always great to have you with us as together we aim to live life for something bigger than ourselves. This is The Edge of Adventure, where we go beyond status quo.